but because of who you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. <laughs> oh, my. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, my. Uh, good morning, <laughs> and uh, welcome to K1. We are so glad to worship with you today. If you are new with this this morning, my name is Pastor Andrew. I'm the lead pastor here. And thank you for sharing in life together with us. If you have your Bibles, your phones, your tablets, your iPads, uh, I don't uh, uh, get on the screen because it's not there. Uh, <laughs> Mark 9, uh, Mark 1. Mark 1, 9 through 11. As you are uh, turning there, I want to give you a sneak peek into what, uh, where we are going in the next few weeks. Uh, next Sunday, Easter Sunday, you won't want to miss it. You won't want to miss it because we are starting a brand new sermon series called, uh, wait for it, Jesus Can't. Yeah, Jesus can't. Say it with me. Jesus can't. Yes. But uh, I now I, uh, I don't want you to think I am going on the deep ends here. Uh, don't say uh, uh, brain cancer has really got the best of them this time. <laughs> uh, no, uh, stay with me. And I promise, I promise that it will make uh, sense next week. So uh, stay with me. You won't want to miss it. Um, but this week, Palm Sunday, we are going to go in a slightly different direction uh, than uh, uh, previous uh, Palm Sundays. As you know, next weekend is uh, not only Easter weekend, but baptism weekend at K1, and we have nine candidates for baptism. Isn't that great? Nine candidates. And we are going to see some powerful testimonies about what Jesus has done through our lives and through our church. So this week, I'm going to talk about the rich and powerful significance of baptism. Baptism needs to be a fixed part, a fixed part of what we do at a life here at K1. Before I got sick, we were headed this way, uh, um, and now that I'm getting stronger and stronger each and every day, uh, uh, we are going to uh, baptize a uh, uh, consistent uh, part of baptism in our services. In fact, I want you, uh, I, I want baptism because uh, uh, be, um, to become a, a, such a part of our services that uh, if we have a service without a baptism, without a baptize, uh, uh, baptism, you will think that is strange. As Lucas uh, said to me recently, Daddy, we are going to baptize every day till Jesus comes back. <laughs> every day until Jesus comes back. That's what I'm talking about. Go, uh, go, Lucas. So if you have not been baptized before, and God gets a hold of your heart with this message. Get with me or Pastor Simone or one of the staff or email us at secretary at 
k1.church, secretary at k1.church, and we can get you signed up for baptismal class. Easter Sunday is more than book, but every Sunday is Resurrection Sunday in God's book. So uh, get with us and uh, come and see us. So let's talk about baptism. Baptism. There are two uh, key questions that we are going to uh, ask uh, about baptism. Are you ready? And you ready? If so, answer, I'm ready. I'm ready. So uh, a first one is this. Why do we baptize? Why do we baptize? And there are two very fundamental reasons for why we get baptized. Number one is this. Jesus himself did it. Jesus himself did it. Mark 1, 9 through 11 says this. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. With, uh, you are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Why do we baptize? Because first and foremost, Jesus himself did it. And by the way, Jesus only did it once. Jesus only did it once. At my church in uh, Kentucky, I was doing a membership class uh, just like um, I had today. And I talked about uh, uh, some uh, ba baptism. Afterwards, this couple whose names were Buddy and May. Can you think of a more appropriate name for a Kentucky couple than Buddy and May? Buddy and May. And Buddy said, I, uh, Pastor, do I have to get baptized to join the church? I said, uh, no, but why wouldn't you get baptized? And I started and uh, 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 all the benefits of baptism and what the Lord does and uh, all of that. And Buddy listened to me patiently and said, when I'm done, Pastor, I know that. I know all about that. But I have a hole in my eardrum, and I have been baptized five times, and it kills, me. I hear, uh, it kills my ears every time. <laughs> I told Buddy he was good to go. <laughs> you see, we consider baptism from other tradition as valid. If you are baptized in the Baptist church, the Methodist church, the Catholic church, or any other church, we consider that baptism as both valid and effective. Scripture tells us that there is one God in one baptism. One God in one baptism. Thanks, uh, uh, same thing goes for the method a baptism, sprinkling, pouring, and immersion, as well as its type of baptism, infant, child, or adult. We believe that the same God and the same grace are at work regardless of the age and life history of one being baptized. 
This is why the type of baptism or the amount of water used in baptism is not important. Certainly, if baptism was all about my work, my level of personal holiness, my behavior, then I, I could get baptized again every single day. <laughs> but if baptism is only a fundamentally about the never-ending grace of God, who made his covenant with us and sealed it with Christ's own blood, then it is effectual without expiration. Baptism is not purely an external event, as if their whole ritual was simply one of getting my hair wet in church and calling it baptism. Uh, uh, it's uh, pretty cool, I mean. Uh, I, how often do you get to have a pool party in the middle of church? But there is so much more going on beneath the circus. Just look at what's happening in Jesus' life. He gets baptized, and then he sees heaven literally torn open, and the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove, and the, Holy, uh, uh, the heavenly Father starting speaking. Why is this so significant? Why is this so significant? Because all three members of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, are at work here, an indication of the true power of the sacrament of baptism. Why do we baptize? Why do we baptize? First and foremost, Jesus himself did it. And secondly, we baptize because Jesus himself commanded us to do it. Jesus himself commanded us to do it. Turn with me to Matthew 28. Matthew 28, the Great Commission. Just one page over. <laughs> Got it? Matthew 28, 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. What's Jesus saying? He says, as you go about your life, as you go about your life, go to work, take care of the kids, go to the grocery store, go to class, whatever. Your primary mission is to make disciples. The primary mission is to make disciples. And how are we going to do it? Baptize and teach. Baptize and teach. Why do we baptize? Because Jesus himself did it, and he commands us to do it. So, if Jesus himself is so adamant about baptism, then we have to ask ourselves, what exactly is taking place? What actually, uh, actually happening? If you're taking notes, write this down. Baptism is not about what you do for God. Baptism is not about what you do for God. Baptism is about what God does for you. Let me say it again. Baptism is not about what you do for God. Baptism about what God does for you. 
the thing is that is most difficult to overcome is that uh, we say baptism is only a public proclamation of our faith. Only a public proclamation. And that's part of it. Don't get me wrong. That's important. But it doesn't get to the heart of why we baptize. The public proclamation of faith is still, uh, 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 um, still about what I am doing for God. I am doing for God. But baptism, as its very core, at its very center, what God does for me. So, what's actually happening in baptism? What's actually happening in baptism? Three things. First and foremost, if you're taking notes, you ready to, uh, for this? Uh, in baptism, we die. We die. Uh, um, uh, uh, we die. And uh, those of you who are uh, on the fence about wanting to get baptized or not uh, uh, said, sign me up. Uh, sign me up. I, that, uh, what I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, I get to die. Clearly, uh, we don't need a physical death. Uh, though Christ Jesus died a physical death on a physical cross. No, we mean a spiritual death. We mean a spiritual death. Listen, uh, listen to what Paul says, Romans 6, 3 through 4. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. When we are under the water, it means death. Death to a whole way of life. Christians are people who have died. In the baptism, emphasizes that death. This death, however, not, uh, ought not to stare us. In fact, it the, uh, is the fulfillment of what we long for. Uh, for when we are baptized, we are first and foremost that uh, we were die. But secondly, we know that with Christ, we come alive. We come alive. It reminds me of uh, uh, the story I've heard uh, some time back uh, when... Uh, <laughs> Uh, a, a man went on vacation to his uh, to the Holy Land uh, with his wife and his mother-in-law. Uh, while in Israel, uh, they uh, uh, the mother-in-law died of a massive heart attack. Died right there on the spot. Uh, the sad couple went to the local undertaker and uh, explained that uh, we can uh, either ship the body home for five thousand dollars. Uh, or they can bury her right here in the Holy Land for only $100. Thinking about it only for a moment, the man responded, we'll ship her back home. Uh, surprised, the undertaker said, are, are you sure? That's an awfully big expense, and we can do a very nice burial here. But the man said, look, 2,000 years ago, they buried a guy here, and three days later, he came back alive. <laughs> and with he uh, comes to my mother-in-law, I just can't take that can't, uh, chance. <laughs> I just can't take that kind of risk. Um, 
uh, uh, sorry, Simone. <laughs> uh, it's only a story, so I would never have done that. Um, uh, too expensive. <laughs> but uh, here's what Paul says uh, on Romans chapter 6. Uh, uh, continue on verse 4. We were therefore buried with him in, uh, uh, through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. We too may live a new life. Just as Christ was raised from the dead, we too may live a new life. The same resurrection power that is at work in Jesus Christ is now available to us all through the sacrament of baptism. You see, in baptism, we, uh, the Holy Spirit of God is active, dynamic, fills you up. And the very same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead takes up residence inside of you. You are different. You are altered. You are changed. You are raised out of their watery grave to new life. You come alive again. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, God. First, we die. Secondly, we come alive. And third, and finally, if you're taking notes, we belong. <laughs> we belong. Regardless of our background, regardless of our history, regardless of our past, our ethnicity, our color, our language, when we are baptized, we are baptized into the body of Christ. We are um, become alive again through the uh, community of believers. Listen to how Paul says it. 1 Corinthians 12, 13 says this. Some of us are Jews. Some of us are Gentiles. Some of us are slaves, and some of us are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit. Baptism is the mark, the one true indicator that we truly belong. And I would submit to you this morning that uh, we, uh, what we truly desire more than anything else in this world is a place to belong. Uh, one of the most unforgettable baptism that I ever have the honor of uh, performing uh, was for a young girl about nine years of age named Kayla. He, uh, um, she lived in the apartment right across the street from the church that Simone and I were pastoring in Kentucky. She gave, uh, came from a very rough family. Abuse be, uh, appeared normal. Drug abuse, uh, alcohol abuse, um, domestic abuse. One day, I got up the courage to walk across the street and invite the family to BBS, uh, their church. So when I knocked on the door, the door was opened uh, by uh, this young girl, 
And as I looked into the room behind her, there were no fewer than six adults, six adults, knocked out completely cold, knocked out completely cold by either drugs or alcohol or both. And at, uh, this was at 3.30 uh, in the afternoon. I asked Kayla if she wanted to join us for vacation Bible school uh, this week. And from the look on her face, uh, uh, you have, uh, would have thought that I had told her he, uh, she has won the lottery. Uh, uh, she was so excited. In the evening, Kayla and her twin sister were the first ones to arrive at the church, arriving a full hour before even the workers showed up. <laughs> and when the night was over, they were the last ones to leave. This pattern continued all week long um, through BBS and beyond. Every Sunday morning, every Wednesday night, every uh, Tuesday night prayer meeting, they were there, first to come, last to leave. All that while, uh, home life, uh, uh, life grew worse. Dad moved out and then back in with uh, uh, different women every time. Mom was too drunk on Sundays to get the kids up and ready for church, so they set their alarms and came on their own. And yet, in spite of it, <laughs> and yet, in spite of it, she, uh, uh, Kayla made the decision to accept Jesus into her heart. <laughs> made the decision to accept Jesus into her heart. And when we announced the uh, upcoming baptismal service, she was the first to sign up. In the class uh, before baptism, the final assignment was to write out their testimony uh, um, for them to read uh, to the congregation. When baptism Sunday arrived, everyone showed up. Everyone showed up, dressed to impress. Families in attendance, speeches written, cameras ready. Everyone but his <laughs> except her. She was there, all right, but in her customary shorts and her oversized hand-me-down t-shirt. She haven't showered in days, if not weeks. <laughs> well, I, I remember uh, thinking to myself, well, at least, uh, uh, at least to uh, get, uh, at least she's going to get a bath this morning. Okay, <laughs> Kayla, uh, how about your testimony? Uh, can I see it? Sure, she said as she dug down deep into her pockets, pulling out a crumpled piece of paper. Thanks, I said, inwardly disappointed about her overall appearance, her dirty testimony, her deadbeat family. Is anyone coming to uh, uh, see you get baptized today? No, she says flashly. I wonder to myself, maybe she's not ready. Maybe she doesn't really get it, but the service was about to begin, and uh, so without reading her testimony, I tucked it back into my pocket. The service went beautifully. 
uh, following the message and invitation, one by one by one, the baptismal candidates came forward to be baptized. Finally, it was Kayla's turn. As I reached into my pocket, uh, pocket to give her the testimony to read, she said, uh, I, No, uh, you read it. I, I'm too shy. No, you could want, uh, you should be the one to uh, read it. Uh, no, I, I can't. Uh, please do it for me. As she joined me in the bas- uh, baptismal, I reluctantly unwrinkled the piece of paper. And as I look, my disappointment ran deeper. It was by far the sorted of our testimonies. A quarter of a pledge, if that. Uh, the thought struck me again that I could uh, make her uh, get out, uh, get back out, hold on, on her baptism, wait until a family could support her, wait until she had uh, something more profound to say. But something made me continue. Church, this is why Kayla wants to be baptized this morning. As she, uh, and as I uh, turned my eyes to our testimony and began to read, my heart got caught in my throat. Tears sprang from my eyes, and I could barely make it through, amazed by the power of her own words. Here's what she said. I want to get baptized because I love Jesus more than anything else in this world. I was dirty and I did bad things, but Jesus wants to make me clean and uh, make um, uh, Jesus wants to make uh, give me a bath and make me clean. (laughs) Baptism means for me. For the first time in my life, I have a family now. For the first time in my life, I feel safe. For the first time in my life, I finally belong. <laughs> For the first time, I feel safe. For the first time, I finally Heads bowed, uh, eyes closed, no one looking around. This is just you and Jesus. This, friends, is the power of our baptism. Though we didn't deserve it, though we can never earn it, in our baptism, we proclaim, I belong here. I stand with Christ here amongst the family of God is a place I finally call home. And there are some of you that would say, you know what? I want that. I want that. I want a safe place. I want to uh, have a place to belong. I want to be washed clean, cleansed of my sin, to die, to come alive, and to be set free. Make me holy, set free from all my guilt and shame. I never, I never until now thought baptism was that important. 
But now I see that there is so much more to baptism, more than I ever knew, and I want to get baptized. If that's your prayer, that's your desire this morning, or at least I'd like to know more. If that's your prayer this morning, I want to get baptized, or at least tell me more. If that's your prayer this morning, just lift up your hand right now. Just lift it up all over the sanctuary. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. If you raised your hand for baptism today, look up at me. Look up at me right now. Only the uh, ones uh, who raised their hand. Here's what I want you to do. Right now, while you are still thinking about it, take a connection card at the pew in front of you, and on the front side, write your name, write your uh, phone number or email address, and you, uh, on the back side, uh, fill in the box that said you want to be baptized. Write your name, write your preferred contact, and your desire to learn more about baptism, and then um, uh, hand it to one of the staff or place it on one of these two back tables in the back. Do it before you forget. Do it before the enemy have your way. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, before the enemy has your way, and we will have a member of our staff uh, contact you. Jesus, you are so good to me. You are so good to me. Thank you, Father God. Thank you that you have promised us eternal life and that we would die, die to our sins, die to ourselves, that we can come back alive, holy, acceptable unto you, and that we finally, 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 alive. As we continue to pray, I want to speak specifically to those who are starting out, are starting over in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe you're for you, you say, uh, there is something different about this place. There is something different about this place. You want to know what it is? <laughs> the Holy Spirit. That's what it is, plain and simple, the Holy Spirit. And you say, what do I need to do? What do I need to do to get this Holy Spirit? One thing and one thing only. Ask Jesus to take control of your life. That's it. Ask Jesus to come into your heart and take control of your life. Because everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that, uh, that means you. That means you. Is it frightening? You met in frightening. <laughs> is it scary? You bet it's scary. With Jesus driving the boat, there is no telling where you go and what you would do. Your life is not your own. Your life is not your own.
keep not for the faint of heart. <laughs> but is it worth it? You bet it is. Because no more guilt. No more shame. No more fear. No more condemnation. All, behold, all things will become new. And you say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to meet this kind of God. I'm ready to meet this kind of Savior. That's me. That's what I need. I need forgiveness. I need a Savior. If that's you this morning, I believe it. I need His grace. I need new mercy. I need new life. If that's you this morning, just lift up your hand high right now. Just lift them up high all over the sanctuary. That's me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 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 Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are so good. You are so good. Your love endures forever. Everyone, if you would, all over the sanctuary, everyone here praying with your neighbors, repeat after me, Heavenly Father, I need you. I need you. <laughs> Forgive me of my sins. Make me new. Jesus, you died so I could be forgiven. You rose so I can be set free. Fill me with your spirit so I can follow you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. K1, can you celebrate new life, new hearts in the kingdom today? Church, God is doing something incredible in our midst, isn't he? And we, uh, uh, if we, uh, you raised your hand for salvation today. Here's what I'd like for you to do. There are two tables in the back specifically for those who are starting out, are starting over in your relationship with Christ. Stop by one of these two tables and tell what God is doing in your life. I am going to be back in the prayer room just down the hall for those who would like prayer. For those who would specifically like prayer, meet me down the hall, second door on the left. You can't miss it. Second door on the left. There is a sign outside. You can't miss it. Remember, uh, making that decision was not the finish line. It's the starting point. Your journey with Jesus, your journey to freedom has just begun. If that's you, uh, that's your prayer today. You lifted up a hand. We are so blessed to celebrate with you. Pastor Josh, can you close us in prayer? Right. Yeah.